Welcome to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. Hello and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. It's been a little bit since I've posted a podcast or really been on social media. Um, After I opened the Gut Brain Healing Toolkit, I really needed a break and um, so many things in life were happening um, that I just, I couldn't show up um, to create content. And then I went away into the mountains for a week. So I'm arriving here today because um, I've been going through a really challenging time, Um, just a lot of things layering on top of each other, and um, I thought I would share that today on the podcast. I've alluded to it a little bit um, in some Instagram videos and whatnot, and um, I thought the podcast would be a good place to... uh, share more details and and more honestly and I honestly don't know exactly what I'm gonna say I'm just gonna speak about what's going on and whatever reflections come through in the moment and um I'm feeling like on the edge of emotion right now and a little raw um and you might hear that in my voice and that might come through um but that's something I value deeply is being really real and vulnerable um, and sharing in the the real hard things that are going on. Um, and I hope my intention is that, you know, you're able to see yourself in this episode any of the times that you've felt hit by a lot of challenges in life or you're really struggling with symptoms or with your mental health um, or navigating grief or um, changes, uh, sudden changes in life that you didn't expect or, um, anything that might be resonant with what I'm sharing today because we all go through it and, um, maybe I have some reflections that might be helpful. I don't know. I'm getting a little weird feedback here. Um, as you're probably already hearing, there's some noise around my house today that I cannot control. And um, hopefully it's not too loud in the background, but if it is, I do apologize if it is distracting, but it is out of my control a little bit at the moment, and I would really like to make this podcast now. Okay, well, let's begin. So um, if you've been following along for a little while, you know that I recently opened the first round of my group program that I've been working on, Gut Brain Healing Toolkit, and I knew that 
opening a program for the first time and launching it was going to be a really stressful experience because I'd never done it before, but talking and hearing from a lot of other people who have done similar things, I know it's a lot of work and energy and um, there's so many pieces to manage. And during the launch, um, I found out that the quiz that I run, the software like got messed up with the quiz results and um, people were getting the wrong results. And this was right when I decided to run some Facebook ads for the first time, which were doing really well. A lot of people were taking the quiz and so I recognized this after that I'd run for a couple days and that people had gotten um, the wrong quiz results. And this was you know, really unfortunate because one, I was paying for the ads and two, I, you know, was coming up to opening this program. And so I wanted people to feel like really supported in getting the right quiz results so that if that was something that really resonated with them and the program was in alignment for them, they would have all the information, you know, to, to take that action. And so getting the wrong quiz results, you're kind of like, well, this this was kind of dumb. You know, that was just kind of one thing that took a lot of time to manage and was a big bummer. And then there was just all these other pieces um, going on. And, you know, you put something out in the world, there's a lot of vulnerability in that. Like, are people going to join? (laughs) Do people want this? Which kind of ties into your like, is my work meaningful? Is my work worthy? am I worthy? You know, am I good enough? Is this good enough? Um, so there's all those feelings and fears, and then there's just all the work that goes into it. Um, you know, marketing is not something that I enjoy. And during a time when you're launching a program, you send out like so many more emails and you like talk about it on social media and it just like doesn't feel good. You feel like you're bugging people and people unsubscribe and whatnot. So I would just say that was my baseline. And to be really honest with you all, my baseline for the past year, year and a half, I honestly have lost track of time since I've gone full-time into this business, has been a consistent level of stress around money and around the business. Like, you know, anytime I don't create content or put things out there, which I don't get paid to do, you know, is, feels like time, that opportunity to like reach the people who need it that is being missed. And there's a lot to work on there with like making things more balanced. And I definitely got out of balance during this launch period. But I'm just trying to draw a picture that my foundation, my baseline has been this like stress and survival energy because, right, our financial support provides us stability and security. You know, that's how we afford a place to live and food to eat and our bills. And so when, you know, you're never sure (laughs) when you'll make money next or where it's coming from, um, and there's just consistent stress there, it's tapping into like survival energy and it's, it's, um, it's a pretty stressful place to be for our for our organism as a human. Um, 
So I feel like that was the foundation I was working with. And there was probably this two week period of being in like really getting everything ready and open and just like being extremely preoccupied with the launch of this program. So that already put my nervous system a little bit off. And I will admit, I did not do the best job at regulating myself during this time. Then my car broke down and I had to pay a good chunk of money to get it up and running again so that I could have a car while I looked for a new one and, you know, hopefully sell mine or trade it in. So, you know, an unforeseen expense that any expense like that is another stress to my already stressed out foundation, right? And not the biggest deal, like, it's exciting to get a new car, but it was just a time where I was so busy and preoccupied that I didn't have the capacity to like go looking for a new car. But every time I'd get into my car, I could feel that there were other things wrong with it. And then upon returning to the mechanic to talk about it, he was pretty much like, oh yeah, if that goes out, that's going to be another 800 to a thousand dollars. And, um, you probably want to get a new car ASAP. So it was kind of a stress response every time I get in my car and drive it, being like, is it going to make it? And then feeling like I couldn't drive up to the mountain anymore, which for me, skiing is such an important part of my life, and it's a way I find balance from all the work stuff and life stuff. So not the biggest deal on its own, but you got to like consider the layers, right? So now this layered on top. Um, and then, um, you know, all of this is happening. The car thing happened a little bit early, but the, the stress of like feeling things wrong within my car, this was all within this, like all this stuff happened within that I'm going to share happened within like a two week, two and a half week period, maybe three at the most. So then in this time, I started to notice blood in my stool, um, and I was having rectal bleeding every time I'd have a bowel movement, and that's not something I've experienced before, and it was really concerning, so I had to set up appointment with my doctor, and it just so happened that the very next day, someone who um, is known in the ski community who is struggling with stage four cancer, colon cancer, he posted something on Instagram about how his only symptoms in his 20s was blood in his stool, but he never got it checked out because generally the doctors were like, you're young and healthy, you don't need a colonoscopy. And so I saw that the next day after I had this rectal bleeding started. And so I spent a lot of energy trying to set up a colonoscopy. And uh, luckily it, it I didn't meet a lot of resistance, but there was a lot of calls to make and things to figure out um, in the middle of launching this program. And it went on for a week and it was concerning, right? Like I knew that there could have been a lot of different things going on. Best case scenario would have been an internal hemorrhoid. Um, But as many of you know, when you've had gut stuff for a lot of your life and you're feeling good, like you, you feel like you've done so much damn work and you get to a place where it feels 
like things are going well and then something comes up, it's really disheartening. And I didn't know what was going on. So that went on for a week straight um, and then kind of came back again and then settled. And uh, so I was I was feeling really stressed about that as well. So here we have another layer piling on top. Um, I will say I did go get a colonoscopy and it was an internal hemorrhoid. I had a very small polyp. Uh, two millimeters. It was benign and uh, other biopsy of the tissue did not show any other things like Crohn's or IBD. Um, so it really turned out to be best case scenario. Um, I have curiosity of like why the internal hemorrhoid formed and the doctor's recommendations was to eat more fiber, which I think I do a pretty good job of, but maybe I need to up the fiber. I mean, there's always some things that could probably be tweaked. Um, But this is just a little reminder to you that if you are a young person or an older person, but especially since, you know, you don't start getting colonoscopies till after 50, if you have blood in your stool, go and demand a colonoscopy. We should be probably getting our colons checked out from a younger age, like in our 30s and above. And um, apparently colon cancer is rising in young people. And I don't mean to scare you if that sounds scary. But um, my PSA is if you have rectal bleeding at all, go get a colonoscopy and demand it from your doctor. You are in charge of your health. And if that doctor says no, go find another doctor. I know it's frustrating, but you should be able to get what you need to get. Um, so then within that time frame too, um, I got a message that um, the place I just moved into in December, um, I would be needing to move out by mid-May. That's in two months from now. And... Um, I think for me that brought up a level of grief really because um, for a couple years I've been really dreaming of finding my own little space to be in and um, the rental market here where I live in Bellingham as it is in a lot of places these days is tough. Um, Prices just keep rising and it's hard to find your own little spot that's affordable and I just moved in in December and before that I had subletted for three months and so it's two moves in the last couple months and I was like just already you know the the layers of the other things again my baseline already being in an activated state like getting that I just felt really sad and just like oh man I have to go through that again what am I gonna do um so that was another layer that came on um then um I think it was days later um my partner and I went up to the ski area and camped and I am not going to give a lot of details about this um because um I want to respect him and and the relationship um 
but there was some challenging interactions that definitely um, were me projecting my stress of everything into our space um, and and PMSing. Um, and this is where that kind of those inner child wounds and those trauma responses and chronic stress responses can just like take over and you know they can make me act in a way and say things that I really don't mean and I really don't want to act that way um and this is where I realized I wasn't regulating my nervous system very well you know um because I got to this point where I kind of it all just kind of came out and um I projected stress into our space and um yeah, that's been a hard thing to, I felt a lot of shame about that. And we went up to ski on a Sunday morning and within the first run, he ended up injuring his knee and tearing his ACL. And so first of all, I just felt extremely bad for him um, because injuries suck. And, um, you know, he's a avid skier. We had a dream hut trip in Canada coming up in two or three weeks, um, a Whistler trip, you know, just like just really feeling that and like that whole process for him to go through. And then, you know, I felt sad to lose my ski buddy. Um, and then I also felt a lot of guilt of like kind of knowing I didn't directly create his injury, but feeling like, um, maybe the stress I had projected and some of the things that had happened could have led to him not being in the best space in his mind or his body and that could have you know contributed to it and um, I went into a space of deep depression for a couple days Um, just I think what had happened is I had been activated in my fight or flight for too long all the other things that had been happening um, and my uh lack of proper regulation I just been in this overactivation of overwhelm and stress and anxiety and fight or flight and then you know once we're in fight or flight for too long and we don't get relief we often dip down into a dorsal vagal shutdown response and so this is where I started to feel shame and guilt and I felt really depressed and I was lacking motivation um And that was really hard because that's not fun to be in. And, you know, in this time I knew he needed a lot of support um, and for the support to be like positive and grounded. And here I was depressed and I knew he didn't have the capacity to support me in that depression. Um, And that's a tough place to be when you really want to show up for someone, but you're dealing with your own shit. Um, So... That went on, and then a week after that injury, um, we broke up, Um, which, as you know, breakups are extremely painful, and um, I then was in, you know, grief, and uh, here I was, my program had started, and I needed to show up for everyone in the program and for the welcome calls and I was just like grieving um 
I couldn't eat for a couple days and then I had to prepare for my colonoscopy so I feel like I essentially fasted for four days while at the time the hut trip being just off in the distance and a decision to be made on who gets to go on the hut trip um, he so kindly and graciously um, opted out being that he was injured and couldn't ski and you know the entire process has just been full of a lot of love and care there's no animosity we have a lot of love and care for each other um there were just certain patterns like childhood wounds and triggers that we really tried to move past that we've um really had a hard time doing but for me breakups are probably my biggest catalyst for growth and I always go into deep self-reflection and see where I wish I would have shown up differently or better um and so uh I feel like I've gone through (laughs) quite a process so far of that and getting really clear and feel myself growing and changing already like really breakups have always been the biggest catalyst of growth for me So I headed up to the hut, um, and, you know, felt a little down about it, felt like my body, you know, my physical body, my mental, my emotional self had all been through a lot, um, but I continued on to the hut, and on my way up, I actually, I've been getting a lot of numbers lately, where I'll see 111, 1111, 222, 333, 444, 555, at least one a day I'll see on the clock. Um, and I just kind of think of it as like a little sign that I'm on the right path. And um, that day, heading up to the hut, I saw 111, 222, 333, 444, and 555. And um, that was <laughs> pretty cool. I was like, wow, me, I, I feel like. I'm really on the right path going up to this hut. Um, An eagle is also a strong symbol for me. I think maybe one day I'll share more about that. It's a pretty woo-woo story. Um, But for me, my eagle, my father, my my father who passed away almost 10 years ago, he appears, an eagle is kind of his spirit. And uh, during that week before the hut trip, I had a lot of eagles outside my home and one came and landed on the tree right outside one morning when I was feeling pretty down. So I felt pretty supported. And on this drive up, um, I was listening to a podcast. I look out the window, I see an eagle flying down right next to our window. And at that moment, I see that eagle on the podcast, they say the word dad. So I was like, okay, I feel like I'm supported. I'm going, I've made the right choice. You know, it's the right thing for me to go on this hut trip. Um, And just before the hut trip, I also got news about a scholarship I was really hoping to get to finish my somatic experiencing training. I have one year left, and it's really just two weekend-long intensives. I've been getting a scholarship for the first two years, and, you know, it's not cheap training, and I really need that scholarship. And unfortunately, I didn't get it. I think they just don't have funding. There's too many people who have been... It's grown a lot, this um, training, and so that was pretty hard news to get to because I'm really excited to finish. So um, it was just another little like, oh, man, okay, that's something I got to figure out. 
anyway, so I go up to the hut. Um, I have a, a really good time. Um, it's beautiful up there. I'm, I'm feeling pretty settled in everything by now. I actually write in my journal about all these stressful things that have happened and I'm able to like find gratitude in a lot of them and look at the things that actually turned out being good and, um, and whatnot. Um, I didn't get to that point in the relationship part yet, but knew I would be reflecting on that more and just felt really settled and everything like, okay, like I'm good. And, um, I got, uh, three days of really delightful skiing up there. I've never been on a hut trip before. Um, we went to Nelson, BC, and then they helicopter you into this cabin and you're there with, we had a group of 13 and then there's a custodian who was there with his wife and they were amazing people. And you're just in this beautiful Alpine zone where you just ski out the hut door and, no one else is there. It's all for yourself. And it was really amazing snow and um, just a beautiful place to be. And so I was really enjoying that and jamming out at night with people. And just the whole crew was really lovely humans. And um, I felt my body being slower. You know, I just felt the impact of everything that I just shared, you know. Um, but I was enjoying like being out and moving and kind of processing as I moved and and whatnot, but there wasn't a lot of time to like sit and journal or be with myself and process, you know. And on the third day of skiing, um, my two friends and I, we had just done six laps of this really fun face, and we were skiing all the way down to the bottom where we would transition and skin back up a ridge to like go ski another area for the day. And so we were skiing all the way down, and we were on the really flat terrain, and uh, one of my friends was off in front and he had kind of been finding little features that he could like roll over, kind of get some air off of. And so I was kind of following his tracks, trying to make the flat area a little bit more fun and, you know, went over something I could just roll over and I wasn't trying to get air or anything. And I came up to this like bigger roll, you know, bigger roll over. And, um, I don't remember exactly what happened. Um, I didn't think I was going that fast, but maybe I was. Um, and I came up to it, and as I was, like, going over it, I noticed that it rolled pretty steeply into, like, a divot to, like, a really flat kind of ditch. And it was too late to do anything about, and I don't know if I got air or if my tips went in, but I crashed really hard into the ground and my right knee went into the side of my ski and it cut a really deep laceration and my wrist also took some of the impact and I didn't know what happened at first but I was like I am hurt and um, the worst case scenario went through my mind of like breaking something and having to be like towed out and on a sled or helicoptered out but I was able to like I kind of turn around and I see that um, there was a cut through my ski pants and blood was coming out everywhere um, luckily my friend coming down behind me she's an EMT she's a wilderness medicine professional so um, I felt in really good hands and she came and attended to my knee she said don't look <laughs> so I did not look and she 
stopped the bleeding and got me wrapped up. And then that's when I was like, oh, my wrist really hurts. But I was able to um, ski and skin out. Um, I don't know how long it was, an hour, maybe an hour and a half to get back to the hut and just like keep good vibes. And um, I think there's enough hormones going on, adrenaline, that I didn't feel much pain and honestly there hasn't been a lot of pain in my knee or even in my wrist but um i found out yesterday that my wrist is fractured so right now i have my whole arm they have to um stint it all the way up to my elbow and it's in a sling so i can't really use my right arm and uh soon i'll be getting in a cast for six weeks which should be a lot smaller and allow me to move my arm more Um, And my laceration in my knee, since you're supposed to get stitches within 24 hours, well, I was out in the backcountry. You know, it happened on Tuesday. I didn't come out of the backcountry till Saturday. Uh, But again, thankful for my friend who is knowledgeable and was able to uh, irrigate my knee. Very painful process. And keep it clean, allow it to bleed, and then give some steri strips to help it start to come together. And so it's a slower healing process than if I could have gotten stitches right away, but um, it is healing well. And yeah, that was, you know, again, I kept it like a good vibes, got back to the cabin, lay down on the couch, and I think everything just hit me. And it was like, why is this happening? <laughs> like, why is this happening? <laughs> every like everything that's been happening i thought that was gonna be it like how how is another thing happening here so yeah the the questioning of why is all of this happening how could this next thing be going on like you know feeling like did i call this to me did i do something wrong am I supposed to learn something here or did shit just happen? Um, You know, that all kind of floods through. It can be really unbelievable to feel like all these challenges are coming at once. And, you know, I was like, I'm a good person, right? I'm doing good things in the world. Like my friend was like, yeah, it's not about that. Sometimes we're just tested. I was like, I'm tired of being tested. I've feel like I've been tested a lot lately. Like, why do I have to go through these more challenging, painful things to learn and grow? Like, can I just have some ease? Um, And yeah, I can have ease and there are times of ease. And there's times where this is just really kind of how life is, you know, and I know that it is in those moments of great challenge or pain or grief um, that we tend to grow the most. Like I was saying, breakups have always been the biggest catalyst for my growth. Um, And as much as I would like it to not be so much at once, (laughs) I have just come I've been coming into this space of radical acceptance um, in a way that I've never experienced before Um, 
for me, having OCD and anxiety and um, the OCD leads to a lot of FOMO, scarcity thinking. It's definitely something I've struggled with, especially the last couple years. Um, it can be hard to be in acceptance. I can ruminate on things and think about what I did wrong or didn't do or did or whatever, like what could have gone differently? Why is this happening? What does this mean? I'm definitely a meaning maker and I have a belief that everything that happens has something to teach us um, if we choose to see it that way. Um, I don't know if I believe that everything happens for a reason besides like that it has something to teach us if we choose to be open to that. But, um, you know, I had kind of my waves of like sadness and disbelief that like, how did I just get injured <laughs> after everything and like in the middle of this dream trip? Um, and then... You know, the first day that I was in the hut and everyone else left to go ski. So I, I had three days in the hut um, alone um, after this happened. And that first day I felt like I was in acceptance. And I really was. Like, I don't know if I've experienced acceptance to that level before where I was like, acceptance is all there is. Like, I can't change anything that happened and I so badly want to be in control. That's something I've tried to do my entire life. That's why I have OCD. It's like an attempt to be in control of everything. I notice how my desire to be in control comes up in like the way I am in relationships too, or just the way I am thinking in my day. And that pulls me out of presence. Um, just a lot of the mental health challenges I experience are a desire to be in control. And I think a lot of us humans experience that because feeling in control helps us feel safe. And, you know, if we didn't feel safe at any point in our life, especially growing up, we're probably going to develop uh, protective mechanisms that really strive to help us feel safe. And control can be a really common one. How we choose to do that is different for everyone, but obsessive compulsive thinking has been mine um, and a flight response has been mine too which is kind of like I'm still trying to understand that but by always like doing and going and accomplishing and being busy and staying like thinking ahead on everything and um, trying to make the best possible choice ever and like perfectionism and um, that kind of flight response that I've had um, was a way to stay in control. So in this like radical acceptance, you're just like, wow, life is just going to happen. And there's things that I can't be in control of. You know, I could reflect back on the accident and be like, yeah, like check yourself before you wreck yourself. Like could have slowed down and checked this roller before I went over it. And that would have been great, and I'm sure I'm going to remember this now moving forward in skiing. Um, but also, like, it was pretty unexpected, and sometimes things just happen. I mean, I'm going downhill fast on a pair of skis with metal edges. Like, you know, stuff just happens. Um, so I was in pretty deep acceptance, and I was like, acceptance and love. <laughs> 
And I was just in gratitude. I was in gratitude that I had gotten three days of awesome skiing. I was grateful that I didn't get more badly injured, like I didn't break my knee or tear anything in my knee. Um, I was super grateful that my friend who was super knowledgeable was with me and was taking care of me. I was really grateful for the group of people. Everyone was super supportive. I felt really loved and cared for. Um, And then the second day I woke up and I saw that it was a very clear bluebird day and I felt really down. I knew it was like the day and I knew people were getting up on the glacier and there's not much I love more than... (laughs) being in the mountains on a bluebird day, getting up high and skiing powder, you know, um, I love it so much. And, um, I've struggled a bit with that, just feeling down. I could feel that scarcity of like, oh, I'm here now. I don't know if I'll ever get here again. You have to win a lottery to be able to go to this cabin. Um, you know, feeling that loss, that like FOMO, like, oh, I'm missing out you know, and I'm, I've lost something here, and there's scarcity, like, what if I don't get to come here again, and I think it was really important to feel that in the morning, and just, like, be really real with that, um, I remember sitting out on the porch, and I was crying, and I was feeling that, and I look at my phone, and it says 11, 11, and I was like, why, (laughs) what does this mean, (laughs) um, yeah, so I, um, I kind of felt that and I called my mom (laughs) and just got to like process and then you know after I just kind of came back into acceptance and gratitude and perspective and I was able to like bring it all into perspective and be like wow like about the injury specifically because I had already gained gratitude and perspective on a lot of the things that had happened so um I was like, okay, I'm 32. I've never had an injury. Okay. For the past decade, I've been doing outdoor activities and not just like light outdoor activities, but like more intense outdoor activities. Like there's been a lot of times where I probably should have gotten hurt, maybe even killed, honestly, like some epics in the mountains. I haven't been injured in that decade. Wow. That's pretty good. Also, I've done a lot of adventures and trips around the world, a lot of them being in mountain regions, the Himalaya, the Andes, down in Patagonia, in New Zealand, in the Alps, whatever it may be, and I've never had an injury stop me from being able to do those trips. I've maybe had some stomach bugs or sicknesses or maybe a dog bite once in Thailand, but uh, that's never happened. And I was like, all right, it's probably my time. (laughs) And again, coming into gratitude that it wasn't worse. At this point, I didn't know my wrist was fractured. I thought I was just sprained. But even so, um, it's really not that bad, (laughs) right? There's a lot of worse ways to hurt yourself. Um, So I just put that all into perspective and again, came into gratitude and acceptance of the situation. And honestly, All those things that had been happening leading up to this injury felt like they were stripping things away from me. They kind of all hit different areas of my life, right? Like, um, you know, work, I'm kind of like, it was stressful, but things ended up being successful. Um, 
but you know it's just like there's a constant like survival energy around like work and stability and finances so there's kind of that area there's the car there's the home there's the body health there's the you know primary relationship now like again I'm being stripped away of my ability to use my body and as an outdoor athlete that's really tough and then not being able to ski in the middle of a dream ski trip like everything just being stripped away where you're left with just like yourself like your deep little vulnerable core and your little heart and you're like what the hell actually matters if everything else gets stripped away and I'm just here like what matters um it's a pretty (laughs) powerful place to be um so by the third day I again was just kind of in acceptance and enjoying the time alone and it was kind of funny because it's like oh wow I knew that I had just been through a lot of stuff and I really needed time to process and I wasn't really going to get that at this ski hut trip because I was going to be skiing all day and then with people at night and it was almost this cosmic joke of like well actually you're going to sit here for three days in the middle of the mountains where you can't talk to anybody else or you can't look at your phone and you just have to be with yourself. And I was like, oh boy, (laughs) touche. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I spent a lot of time playing guitar, which felt really good. Um, I spent some time just watching the birds laying in the sun, spent some time reading, I spent some time tending to my gear, you know, cleaning the blood out of my bibs, fixing my ski boot, adjusting my pack, patching things, but I spent a lot of time journaling and reflecting and processing a lot of the things that had come up, especially the relationship, Um, and that was a big one that I needed to take time to process, Um, and so in ways it was a gift, right? And I decided that this wasn't, you know, there was no scarcity here, that this was just the beginning of hut trips. I was invited to three hut trips this winter. So, and I've never been to one before or invited to one before. So I was like, okay, this is just the beginning. And now I have a a strong motivation to initiate and organize hut trips myself. And, um, yeah, I think I felt a little sadness yesterday finding out about my wrist and wondering if I'd be able to ski at all the rest of the season uh, up at my local ski hill. Uh, something I've put a lot of intention behind the last couple years is to build um, a strong ski community and strong connections of people to go out with. And this year I finally felt like, oh my gosh, it's really here, it's happening. And it's definitely sad to recognize that I may not get to enjoy that for the rest of the season. Um, we'll see how things are with my knee and the cast. So, um, again, coming into acceptance and being like, wow, acceptance is all there is in these situations where life is just handing us challenges and there's nothing we can control about it. All I can do is accept it. Otherwise I'm going to be suffering and looking for the gifts in it or the lessons like that doesn't mean I'm like bypassing it I think it's actually to have gratitude for something and to have a positive mindset or outlook on something you actually need to feel the the grief the sadness the pain the frustration you know the more quote-unquote negative emotions around it you need to let that move through you otherwise you are bypassing (laughs) 
And so I've let those things move through when they need to. And then after I do so, I'm more able to come into that acceptance and have a more positive outlook on everything. And again, feeling so stripped away by everything and so raw, I really am left with no choice but to accept and kind of surrender to it all. And I'll tell you, these last couple days, I have not experienced OCD. I have not experienced FOMO. I have not really experienced anxiety. Like, they, what has happened here, like, particularly with this injury and everything leading up, it's like I have been able to shed those things, and I don't think they're shed forever. But it is so freeing to move past these things that feel like they have shackles on me my whole life. And in these last weeks, I've been like, man, my OCD is really tough. And like, I just want it to be done. And I want to like find a way to move past it better. And here I am like, wow, it's really not present at the moment. And, you know, I am a spiritual person to my own extent and I have been engaging more with that side of myself since Christmas time and again I have a more woo-woo podcast to share with you all if you're interested soon but I um I have been trying to connect more with like my spiritual side with spirit with my guides and asking for guidance along my path and uh I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this was some of the guidance I needed to get in some way, Um, which isn't always the easiest lesson, but these kind of, you know, catalysts of growth don't often come in the easiest of lessons or the easiest of times, and uh, so just kind of open to what this is going to bring forward in my life. A lot of things feel open-ended right now. you know, in two months when I move out, I'm like, where might I go? Will I stay in Bellingham? Might I hit the road? Might I go somewhere else? What is coming up for me? And really feeling this as like a huge initiation into kind of the next level of my healing. I mean, I'm having to heal on so many different levels right now. (laughs) Holy moly. And, uh, you know, kind of this this is like the the chrysalis right into transformation um the initiation into the next stage of my my growth and my life um I really feel that and I have no idea what's on the other side and I feel a little scared and I feel sad still and I feel kind of alone but also like extremely supported by people and I feel distracted and it's really hard to work and um, at times my gut feels like it has a ball dropped in it and um, sometimes I feel happy and just silly. It's like kind of all the things. And I think I'm going to leave it there because I feel like I said all that I needed to say at this moment and I'm sure more will come um over the next little bit and I'll be sure to keep you all posted on what what does unfold from here um because 
I have no idea, but I'm really curious. I just want to thank you all so much for tuning in to this podcast um, and to this episode and really listening to this this share. I really appreciate it. Um, if there's anything you want to hear on the podcast, please reach out to me. The best way is probably an Instagram DM, but you can always email me at hello at trustyourguthealth.com. Um, I'd love to hear what people want to know about. If you want to know more about anything I shared here today, or if you're like, yeah, please give us the woo-woo episode, or yes, please give us an update, or if there's anything else, um, I'm always open to hearing from people. Um, I have some things in the works to be offering soon. I don't know when, because obviously I'm just going through a time, but I figure I can mention them here. I want to be offering a little workshop on gut health for the outdoor athlete. It's kind of like gut health, nervous system health for the outdoor athlete. Um, that's something I've navigated a lot, having um, gut issues, but also wanting to spend these really big long days out in the mountains or doing my more intense sports and activities and learning how to support my gut best because overall high intensity exercise or really long endurance exercise is um, very stressful for the gut. So there was a lot of interest in this workshop via a poll on Instagram. So keep an eye out for that if you're interested. I'm going to be hopefully getting that together sometime in the next two months. Um, And before that, I'm probably going to be offering a funky little thing where I'm going to offer kind of a pay what you can sliding scale to book a one-on-one session with me. If you're just like, I just like have some questions. I want a little bit of guidance on this thing. Um, so that there could be a really accessible price point if people just need a little bit of support. So keep your eye out for that as well. If that's something you're interested in, as always, Um, Thank you for being here. I hope you have a regulated and resilient day. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and share it. That helps it reach others who will benefit from this information. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day.